0: We're talking movies, Jordans, and Mickey Mouse. This is the consumer goods
1: edition of Where the Money Is. Welcome to the show, everyone. How's it going, Nathan? Good, good. So I have a question. Is Mickey Mouse wearing Air Jordans while watching movies, or how's that working? That was Space Jam. Okay. That was Space Jam. You're right. <laughs> was, uh, was Mickey Mouse in Space Jam? No, it was, uh, it was Bugs Bunny. Yeah, was they it? Did the, yeah, anyway. <laughs> Space well, Jam 2 with Mickey. <laughs> exactly. So
0: interesting news happening this week. I know we're going to talk a little bit about Netflix, some Disney, and also Nike. Um, <clears throat> Just starting off here, we just wanted to look into, you know, what you think Netflix's essentially competition is at this point. And I right. know you have some some views on this.
1: Yeah, so um, there's a couple of ways you could look at it, but when you think about it, is there anybody that is a direct competitor to Netflix? Because, like, you know, Coke has their Pepsi, but they both sell sodas. They're both in the same aisle at the grocery store. I mean, that is it. Home Depot has Lowe's. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody that... Um, you know, kind of basically does exactly what Netflix does, or at least gives them a run for their money. And it's kind of iffy depending on how you look at it, but I did want to go over the potential competition for investors that are looking to invest in Netflix and all that. Yeah. Um, first one, and this is probably their strongest competitor right now, is of course your friend and mine, Jeff Bezos' Amazon Prime streaming. Um, we don't know how many uh, subscribers they have, maybe around 20 million. Right. That's been the estimates. We talked about this earlier. Actually, this is up from 10 million in early 2013. That was an estimate that I saw. So, And they're obviously growing. They're doing a great job. But we don't know, just because Amazon doesn't really break it down, um, how many people use Amazon Prime for their movie-television-type binge-watching yeah. and everything. And it's a relatively new service. For sure. Well. Yeah. It started in 2007, but it really only got big in the last year or two. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what's going on. Jeff Bezos obviously sees the Net, uh, the success that Netflix is having, hence what they're going at. And they're actually starting to get into the uh, I actually just binge-watched that Alpha House mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime with, uh, shoot, what's his name? Uh, John Goodman? Sure. They're playing a Republican congressman and all that, and they're getting into the original content game because the cost-benefit is there is awesome. Obviously a steal
0: from the Netflix playbook. For sure. House yeah, of absolutely. Cards much? Yeah.
1: No, I I have to confess I watched that whole both seasons in like four or five days. I just killed it all all at once. It was really
0: So that's weird. interesting though saying that you're so addicted to, to the platform what do you think that means for the future of the business and, and kind of the, the industry as well, well?
1: so they kept asking, because, you know, Kevin Spacey is, you know, an award-winning act, and they're like, why are you doing this with Netflix, kind of taking, mm. you know, a, a shot at Netflix kind of cheaply or whatever? And he said, all the evidence suggests that this is what the people want, and he might... Yeah, I I happen to agree with him. He's way ahead of the curve Mm because people want their television when they want it. They don't necessarily want. They're willing to spend spend 20 dollars a month if they don't have to watch, you know, it when the network tells them to watch it and with commercials. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, that's what he said. He was like, you know, this is what the people want, and that's what the direction they're going in. Um, So the other competitors um, along the lines of the movies, you can't really watch. Uh, you know obviously with like Netflix you've got like House and all these shows they just picked up Gilmore Girls my Mm -hmm. sister loved that show I have no idea what it's about but (laughs) she loved it she called me got all excited about it and everything Um, a lot of the other competitors don't do the movies and the television Mm -hmm. Amazon obviously does but you've got that and Walmart owns them but that Voodoo Mm -hmm. have you ever watched anything on there? I have not I tried it. I'm a Netflix with, guy. <laughs> I, I hear you. So was I. I actually tried it because it was one of the apps. I bought an Internet uh, TV about two years ago, and it was one of the apps along with Netflix and Amazon Prime on there and everything. The pricing, it's mm-hmm. mostly just for movies. The pricing is very similar to Amazon Prime. You can rent you know, a movie that just came out for 24 hours for 3 or $4 um, just in a regular format. Um, That's a viable competitor, but it's not nearly as big enough. Walmart just bought this in 2010 Mm. for $100 million. They do not mention it once in their annual report. I can't imagine this is anywhere near the size of a Netflix or an Amazon Prime.
0: Do you think that's sort of like Jeff Bezos not mentioning anything about, say, the Kindle or Amazon Prime, not divulging whether it's performing well or if it's a complete flop?
1: I have to assume, just because of the fact that I tried it, just from my own personal experience, plus the fact that they don't mention it, and the sales price, $100 million was nothing back in 2010 for Walmart. Um, I, no updates have been come out in four years. I have to assume it's probably treading water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what do you think that means for, for, for Netflix
0: as a whole? Is, is it really a concern with all these players?
1: I think the reason, and obviously you know, we could go in and out on if Netflix is uh, a good buy right now based on a value perspective or whatever, but one of the reasons I think Wall Street is bidding it up so much is because they don't really have any direct competition. The only other one that I could think of that you know we haven't really discussed just yet was uh, Hulu. And even that, I mean, I actually dropped that in favor of Amazon Prime, so now I'm a Netflix and Amazon Prime person. Um, Disney, NBC, which is owned by Comcast, and um, 21st Century Fox all own partial stakes. in This company, they're all trying to sell it last year, and they couldn't even find a buyer. So, I don't know. It kind of seems like Netflix doesn't have a, a Pepsi to their Coke. <laughs> yeah, interesting.
0: So, next topic we're looking at, kind of along the lines of movies as well, but Disney is investing... Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, for <laughs> fiscal year 2013, read this, approximately 6% of revenue was spent on CapEx and investments.
1: That's a lot for any company. Yeah. And for an established company to do that, that's huge. So what are they investing it in? Okay, so as you said, uh, 6%, and this actually came out last year for fiscal year 2013, that's a total of 6% number, of six, uh, $2.8 billion in the company's operations. That, uh, most of that went to, get this, their parks and resorts. $2.1 billion went to making new rides, like, ships for the Disney cruise lines, all that. Um, believe it or not, we were talking about how big this number is, but it's actually down from fiscal year 2012, and they spent $2.9 billion on basically parks and uh, expansion of their uh, entertainment venues, and $2.7 billion in 2011.
0: Mm-hmm. That's that's interesting. Um yeah, you know, so do you think that the growth is going to be coming from the movie business or from the theme
1: parks? I really, really do. Um, and this is counterintuitive for you know our viewers. We come; most of us uh, interact with Disney one of two ways: um, good to see Frozen at the movie theater, or. Uh, you, you know, you're Marvel? Flipping channels, yeah, or Marvel, or basically going to the movie theater, or you know, you're flipping channels. You see Disney Channel. We don't really think of the parks as a huge growth driver, but that's where the company is going, and I wanted to highlight that for investors for two big reasons. Um, one, it's working. Um, they're investing, you know, two billion dollars a year. Their parks revenues have actually gone up about ten percent each year for the last couple of years. So they're getting, you know, incrementally increment in, 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 yeah, incremental increases in their revenues each year that keeps going up. So that's awesome. People are going to their parks more and more. People are going to the cruise lines even more. But not only that, but, I mean, how old is the uh, the Haunted Mansion or... You know the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. They obviously updated it. I think a Jack Sparrow <laughs> figurine in there now. But that, these things are like thirty or forty years old. They're going to get decades of use out of these. This couple of billion dollars that they're investing every year. I mean, with a good movie, you want to spend a couple hundred million dollars if you're Disney and double, triple your money, and then get a few, you know, uh, you know, royalty type revenues from it from DVD sales and just streaming revenues down the line. But the parks are really profitable. They, they're they profitable for like 40 years. So mm-hmm. this is why they're doing what they're doing. So it makes sense that they're for sure, funneling yeah. all of the money into for sure, yeah. parks. There aren't a lot of movies that you can get incremental increases in revenues for decades. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't happen. But they get that by investing in their parks because they're Disney. <laughs>
0: sure. Well, interesting growth topic as well. You have some positions on on Nike, I do, a mature company.
1: So, if I say to the average guy, uh, you're just walking down the street, and I say, "Hey, what do you think is a fast-growing company?" Like, oh, Facebook or Google or Mm -hmm. something like that. You wouldn't think of Nike, but when you really think about it, most of us think of Nike as this you know huge, stodgy company. I mean, it was huge in the '90s. What is it now? And I'm wearing Nike shoes right now. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, we think of them as pretty ubiquitous, especially in the North American market. But um, if you go to uh, all the analysts on Wall Street that cover them, there's about 20, 24 uh, analysts that cover them on a regular basis. They're expecting earnings per share of $3 a share this year, three thirty next year, three sixty the following year. So you're getting these pretty decent earnings growth numbers out of a huge company. Um, so I basically wanted to highlight for our viewers uh, where this growth is likely to come from. Any guesses? <laughs> I'm going to say Jordan's. Jordan's. Yep. When was the last time you bought a pair? <laughs> it's uh, no, not my wheelhouse, but no. Yeah. And they uh, they obviously just uh, uh, did that deal with um, Kevin okay. Durant. Kevin Durant. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, they're talking about annual sales on his shoes of like $200 million a year. I mean, these are big yeah. numbers. So obviously, that's a big deal. Um, So, you're looking at 10% growth in uh, revenues and earnings going out for the foreseeable future off of uh, Jordan's. Okay, so you got that. Um, Women's market, they're starting to go off of uh, Lululemon just with the active wear clothing lines and everything. Um, And this was the big surprise for me. Western Europe Hmm. and Eastern, get this. Western Europe fiscal year 2014 10K showed 19% year-over-year revenue growth out of Western Europe and 13% out of Central and Eastern Europe. So, Europe was their top growth market this past mm-hmm. year. I mean, this, you, you know, you wouldn't expect that, but there you go. Um, the other, uh, kind of like Yum! brand and McDonald's and everything, uh, they've had a few stumbles in China just kind of break into that market and everything. They actually seem to be on a strong footing, and it now appears to be on track to have 5% revenue growth last year they their... Uh, Quarterly results out of the uh, latest quarter were uh, they were really good st- same-store sales of over, like, 20%. So that's, like, mm-hmm. it seems like they're on the right path, finally. Um, the other thing that I want to put out is, you know, we all know about Nike and the Air Jordans and everything, but they have other brands like Converse. They had 16% year-over-year revenue growth at their Converse division last year in the latest 10K as well. So... I don't know. The original I, basketball the shoe. The original basketball yep. shoe, going back along. Actually, you know what's funny? My dad just bought a retro pair. Cause see, that's what he wore when he was a teenager. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, gosh, what do you wear? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, most people don't think of, you know, brands like Nike as a, you know, high-growth company. But for somebody of its size, they're doing pretty okay. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean for shareholders? Just- um... I think given where their P multiple is around 1820 right now, that's pretty fair given where the market. Forward earnings, forward right. Forward earnings, yeah. Where they're, uh, I just think given where the market's valued and just where we are looking at their growth, that's pretty fair. Yeah. Seems like a good assessment. For sure. Yeah. Thanks. We appreciate it. <laughs> yep. No Thanks problem. for
0: listening, fools.